Welcome to the Chantal Hyde Canada's Dating Coach Podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantal loves to say, let's do this. Hi. Hey, girl. You look beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. So do you, my love. So much to talk about. I know we do. I know we do. I, I, obviously I follow you on TikTok, which is how we connected in the first place. Obviously I know what's going on because I've been watching what's happening the last couple of days, but I need to approach this as though I know nothing because I need to let you get into the story. So we get into the energy of what we're doing here. So Holly, what's the latest news? So Monday, I was at Lowe's Home Improvement Store and I walked by a gentleman who, you know, he was cute and he just, I don't know, I walked by him and he had great energy. He felt peaceful and safe and lighthearted. I don't know. And so I do what I do and I drop my handkerchief, right? Like I go up, not literally dropping a handkerchief. People actually thought that that's what I was doing, but you know, I just pull up next to him, pretend to be looking at the things that he's looking at. We make a conversation. And can I ask then it kind of can yeah. I ask really quickly? Because something that I talk about is what I call a hit and run flirting technique in no more assholes, which is what you're saying, drop the handkerchief, which is basically saying, Hey, my door is open. I'm interested. You're welcome to step through. How did you start? What was the first words out of your mouth to him? I I just walked over next to him and he was the first one that said, oh, I'm sorry. Am I in your way? And I just look him right in the eyes and smile because that's really important. And I say, no, of course not. I'm not even sure what I'm looking for. You know, there's kind of that damsel in distress. They love that, you know? And so the conversation was cute and funny, but then it just stopped. So I was like, okay, I opened the door. He didn't walk through. I'm walking away. So I walked and went to find what I was actually looking for. And next thing I know, he comes down the aisle and I said to him, oh my goodness, am I in your way now? And so he joked and that led to a 20 minute conversation because I said to him, well, we are looking at the same stuff. What project are you working on? And, and that just evolved. So now he did tell me last night that he did not need anything that I was looking at, that he came to look for me Yeah, because I dropped the handkerchief. Yeah. And he felt like crap. I didn't keep her in a conversation. So he came to look for me and And it was lovely. And he texted me that night. I'm so glad I got to meet you today. Oh, back up. He told me what he was working on around his house. I told him what I was working on. I told him I have this fish farm and this is another handkerchief drop. So I pull out my card and I'm like, if you and your family ever want to come fish, my, my place is the place to be. Yeah. So now he has my phone number (laughs) and he looks at me and he says, oh, you're actually my competition. I have an event venue as well, but, and I have a pond full of fish. They have multiple ponds. He said, but I would love to come fish with you at your pond. And I was like, totally. We can make that. Will, Will you be bringing your family? And then he's like, no, you know, I've been divorced 13 years. My son's all grown up. It'd just be me if that's okay. And anyway, it was good. It was easy. It was flowing. It was great. He texted me that night, which I thought was lovely because I was totally prepared that he might not ever text. And I'm, I'm okay with that. It was still a lovely interaction with a man, which I needed to give me some hope. <laughs> Yeah. And then again, 
And he asked if he could come over the next day to fish. And I said, I've got girlfriends coming over. I was not going to change my plans, of course. Yeah, right? No, thank you. Nor should I could, I could hear you. And as excited as I was, I was not going to change my plans. I said, but I'm available Wednesday night if you want to come over to fish. I also mentioned something about like my TV. I'm trying to fix my TV. And he was like, oh my gosh, I can fix that. You know, once again, men love to be a hero. So he came over. We never got to the TV. We never got to fishing. I had pulled out some leftover food. We ate some food. And then we just sat on the front porch in rocking chairs for five hours and talked. And it was lovely. And then there was a, there was a moment when we had come back into the kitchen to put our stuff away that we both were leaning into each other. And I, I was like, in my head, you should, the thoughts that were going through my head, the whole conversation, because the whole night I had to keep reminding myself. Uh, I'm not kissing him. I'm staying sober. I, I'm not kissing him. I'm staying sober. I'm staying sober. I'm staying sober. I'm staying sober. So he is leaning in and I stop him and I'm like, okay, I have to tell you something really important. And he was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, what is it? So I wrote down what I said. I said to him, I have a goal of a long-term relationship. And I thought it would be best to achieve this by first connecting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually before physically. Because once I'm physical, I don't see so clearly. And I have to be careful to have clarity. I don't waste your time and you don't waste mine. Yes. So I didn't tell him about you or the book because I thought that would be a little overwhelming at first. It's unnecessary too, by the way. Unnecessary. I always want to give you credit though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, he was like, okay. He responded very well. He said, okay. That sucks for me <laughs> because you're just totally adorable and I would love to kiss you. But... I think that you're probably worth, you're worth it. So let's be friends. And, and I told him, I'm like, look, you know, we can hug, we can hold hands, we can slow dance, we can cuddle just for me, the kissing and the sex go hand in hand. So I just need to hold that off until I get to know you better. And he was great. And we had some really wonderful hugs and he was like, felt like a lightning bolt was going through me when you hugged me. He was so excited and I was excited too. Yeah. However, the next night he came back over last night because he said, I never got to fix your TV. So why don't I come over and fix your TV? And I was like, great, come on over. We can just have a repeat of last night. That would be great. But it was very different. Okay. It was cold. Mm -hmm. He was like avoiding touching me, avoiding cuddling with me, avoiding huddle because he was like, I got to keep my distance. We're just going to pretend this is, we're social distancing. And it almost felt like he was pouting all night. Okay. So for me, that was a huge turnoff. Okay. Um, I talked to him a little bit about it this morning and, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm sexually frustrated. I definitely, I want to kiss you. I want to do other things. I hate that we have to wait three months, but I, you know, I guess I ha don't have a choice. And I'm like, no, no, you have a choice. You absolutely have a choice. You can go date whoever you want and do whatever you want. Just 
not with me. I found him to be, I'm going to give him another chance because I do understand the sexually, sexual frustrated, frustrating part. I know I've been on this journey with you for months now. So I've digested it and he hasn't. So I will give him time because I do think he is a man of character. He's very ambitious. He's been a great dad. He's seems emotionally intelligent. But he's frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he still wants to see me tonight. Right. But I don't want to see him if he's just pouting the whole time of like, right. You're my toy and I can't play with you. Okay. We can play in other ways, friend. We can play in other ways. You can either see this as, and this is what I said to him, like you can either view this as being frustrating or exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to see it as exciting. So I don't know exactly. What are your thoughts on that? So think about the type of person that he is in his socioeconomic situation. So let's start with the looks. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate his looks? Above average? Average? Average. Okay. But, uh, okay, go ahead. So, so the thing is, studies have been done. And if you show a woman a picture of an unattractive man, with a high income versus a super hot man with a low income, she still finds that man more attractive. Yes. So his he's ambitious, he's a provider. Drives a fancy car. Yes. Mm -hmm. A little bit of flash and pizzazz. He's definitely wealthy. He's definitely a boss. Definitely, he's definitely a boss. Definitely a boss. Definitely got money, got some flash and pizzazz good looking enough. He has a lot of opportunity, right? Men who have a lot have more opportunity. And men who have more opportunity are often used to picking low-lying fruit because wow. women will use their body to try to pull them in. Maybe wow. my vajayjai will get you interested in my personality and we will form a relationship and I can secure you. And I know I've tried to use my vajayjai in the past to secure somebody. And we've yes. talked about this before too, right? And yes. so he's used to women offering themselves up in an attempt to secure because he is attractive socioeconomically. And so a lot of opportunities happened for him and you saw the switch into frustration because he didn't get what he wanted when he wanted and he's used to that yes and that's what you witnessed and that's what you felt what you experienced when you met him at the department store or the the hardware store was his charisma right yes and his confidence right yes yeah so sexy isn't it very sexy so, i mean it took him to a 10 Oh, yes, absolutely. Because yes. the sexiest trait is confidence. You know, like people, people will ask me like, hey, women, especially I have a, I have a bigger body. Um, I don't think men you? are going to, they'll ask me, they'll say, to oh. me, I have a bigger body. I don't think men are going to want me. And I say, girl, I worked in strip clubs for 20 years. I saw women with big bodies making tons of money. And do you know why? Because they have the confidence, confidence. 100%. 100%. Confidence is so super sexy. That's what had me go whoop, head over heels for my husband. Oh, that's a nice guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. Confident. Woohoo. I want him. Right. Mm -hmm. That was the switch over for me. So he's used to women feeling that energy, that charisma, what you felt in the kitchen, that magnetic draw. Right. Yes. And he's used to women giving into that in an effort to secure him and keep his interest. 
And Mm -hmm. you didn't do that. And what did you get? Frustration. And maybe, maybe he'll get over that. Maybe. But that's something to pay attention to is he's used to having opportunity. He's used to being catered to. And he had a negative emotional reaction to not being catered to. So it was a, it was a turnoff. And we need to note that. Yes. We need to note that. And that's the clarity that you gain with the no kissing for three months dating rule. Because think of what would have happened if you had kissed him that first night. So I created a TikTok today talking about this clarity. It dawned on me last night that I am seeing this man for really who he is because I'm not intoxicated with all those chemicals, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the adrenaline, because I haven't kissed him. Amphetamine, aphrodisiac, antidepressant. Yes. So because I wasn't intoxicated, I didn't have beer goggles on. Yeah. So I was able to see very clearly. And I'm so blown away by that because if I had kissed him on the first date, we would be on cloud nine, him and I right now. Very much. We'd be on cloud nine. He'd be whining and dining me. He'd be traveling. We'd be traveling to Europe and doing all these things, but I was sober. Yeah. And I'm so grateful because in a blink of an eye, when you do that, if if we had first kissed last night or the night before, in a blink of an eye, it would be six months down the road and I would start to sober up and be like, wait, this isn't who I thought it was. You know, this isn't who I thought I was getting. He pouts when he doesn't get what he wants when he wants it. Yes. Six months down the road, you find that out. And I'm so glad I found it out on the second date. Now, is it salvageable? It totally depends on tonight's date, probably, and how he reacts. But I hunt. So those last two dates, I did what you told me to do. I did not lead with my sexuality and I did not request or require sexual validation. He came over to my house both nights. I was in like leggings and sweatshirts and ponytail or very little makeup. Normally, if I was going to go out with a guy like this, yeah, you know, tits out, full makeup, hair, heels, oiled, shaved, you know, I didn't shave my JJ. <laughs> right. Because I knew if I knew if I shaved my JJ, and if I had one moment of weakness, yeah. I'd be all over it. So I didn't shave my JJ. I dressed like I normally dress. I actually just kind of brought it all down so that I wasn't leading with my sexuality. And I'm really proud of myself because he still liked me. He, he, I don't really actually have to go that far over the top. They still, you know, he still liked me putting average effort in. Mm -hmm. So, so that was good to know. So I literally did every single thing right. Like you told me to. I can't believe I did it. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I did it because I gained so much clarity on those two dates, being sober from the no physical or the no kissing. Right. We did hug a lot and that was fantastic. But um, I don't know. I wonder what should I be looking out for? Um, so the thing is, it's about staying grounded in reality, right? So being able to say good so far. And there's something that I saw you jump ahead on. Good so far means we don't create a story about who they are. 
We don't create a story. And I saw you do that already. Do you know where you did that? No. You said he's a man of character. Oh, shit. Ah, we don't know that yet. No, he could still be a terrorist. Right. <laughs> so I I say he's a man of character because he's well-known in the community. I have, the Tuesday night, I had my girlfriends over. They all knew him and knew about him and had nothing but great things to say about him. He did, I, I Googled him and all this stuff. There's no riffraff or... So on paper, he looks like a man of character, but you're right. I am creating a story that he is a man of character when I don't really know that yet myself. How do we know? And and maybe because you say that you've come across people who have some history on him, some info, some intel. How do we know he's not a player? Do you have an answer to that yet? So the only basis that only thing that I'm basing that on is he after he divorced he was kind of handed this business from his family and I've watched it grow it's my it's a competitor of mine and it has done phenomenal it has quadrupled in size in the last, since he's been divorced and he took over. So I do understand. And then what he tells me is, you know, he just hasn't dated a lot because he's just had his head down working so hard, working 60, 70 hours a week, living on the property, you know? So, and he's only had two relationships about two years each. So I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. So what we're, so a man, when you tell him that you're using, you know, kissing for three months data oil, is going to say what he said. That That's, he's, he very much hit the man's script, which is, that sucks. No kissing for three months, that sucks. But okay, I accept. I respect it. It sucks, but I respect it. That That is exactly what I expect a man to say because okay. they're, they're looking at us going, right? 24 seven. Fork, spoon. It's 24 seven fertility cycle, right? Yes. And so he's looking at you going, mm, mm. he wants to eat the ice cream now, but you said, no got to eat your supper first yes <laughs> because uh, that sucks all right i'll eat my supper i want the ice cream so i expect that answer from a man a guy is gonna go what 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 no kids for three months that's crazy that's insane that's what a guy says but a man says oh okay so i expect that answer the guys not only do they uh, growl about it they literally spend the rest of the date trying to convince me that I'm wrong yeah and that I've got it all screwed up and that I should just go on my intuition and stuff yeah. and I'm telling them like obviously that hasn't worked for me yeah <laughs> so obviously I need to try something new and different standards and boundaries set up around me because and I'm not saying that what and i don't think you're saying either that this is for everybody this is for you know just the people that are looking for long-term commitment and really want to make sure that they're connecting on all the areas absolutely not just one so the guys are horrible mm -hmm. so this was the first time a man Mm -hmm. has been respectful of my choice we're still waiting on the man part yeah we, we still are we are gathering intel and i would not yet define him as a guy or a man 
because uh -huh. that's the whole point, right? We're not jumping to conclusions. We are staying grounded in reality, gathering data saying so far, this is what I understand about you. So far, you've shown me man's signs, but mm -hmm. I haven't seen consistency yet. I haven't given you enough time to continue to show those same traits and tendencies because it's very easy to do this and then that to mm -hmm. go up in terms of like, wow, he's so amazing. And then shoot right back down. Ooh, good thing I didn't kiss that one. Good thing I let him talk and found out how he thought. And boy. Is them true? Yeah. I just sit and ask questions and he's happy to talk. And he talks and talks and talks and tells me everything. And if I had been kissing him that whole time, I would not have learned nearly half the stuff. Yeah. So I'm so grateful for that. What you said about if you're keeping their mouth busy kissing them how are you going to hear them talk yeah I love that yeah because isn't it about choosing the right partner if I wanted a hookup I'll I'll go pick it up no no issue I'll find it in an hour but I'm looking yes. for long-term relationship I need to know that we're compatible I need to know this is a good fit I need to know you respect me I need to see consistency in your behavior to have confidence in who you are Yes. Now, he was really willing to go in for that kiss in a very, very, very short period of time, meaning how much due diligence is he looking to do, right? And that's a good question. How much due diligence is he looking to do? We know what he says. He might say, I really want to be with the right person. It matters what he does over time. Has he talked about what he's looking for? No, we haven't really gotten to that yet. Yeah. We've so far we've spent the two dates talking about our history. We haven't really talked about future yet, but I hope to do that tonight. You must do it tonight. Yes. Because yes. you don't want to waste your time with somebody who's not on the same page as you. What he has told me is that he has this kind of cycle of He'll have two to three years alone. Then he'll have a two-year, two to three-year relationship. And then two to three years alone. And then a two to three. And it just kind of happens every two to three years or something. And I was like, that's great for you. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for somebody to be a placeholder for two to three years. I'm looking for 30 years. Yeah. What did he say to that? I mean, I guess that sounds good, you know, if, if it comes along. That was his response? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and hardworking men. Like, my husband is one of them. And I don't know if this person is one of these, right? One of my husbands. My husband would say something very similar to that. You know, my husband is very work focused, building his business, building his empire, being responsible 80, 90, 100 hours a week. Oh, yeah. And and ever since I met him, that 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 has been his workload for 17 years. And it started before I met him. And so he would kind of have that same mentality, which is, you know, like I'm really focused on making sure I got my ducks in a row and I'm getting my shit done. And a relationship is secondary to that. Because my business needs so much time, attention, and focus. And I'm not going to go seek somebody who's going to try to pull me away from that. So if somebody mm. comes along who can fit into my life, okay, if they're a good fit for me as well. But if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Because I'm content being this little workhorse, surrounding myself with my friends and family, and just being, you know, okay in what it is that I accomplish for myself. Raising my kids, being successful. So. It, yes. There's not a whole lot of red flags in, in what he says, even in some of those things. I don't see so much of a red flag. I do see a responsible, hardworking person who's not desperate for someone's attention from what he's saying. Correct. He does get a lot of satisfaction from his job, as do I. 
he's got a great company and and he should be totally proud of what he's accomplished and because we're in the same industry i did get excited initially because i was like yeah we could totally just yeah walk on walk this path together in life i could help him he could help me this could be amazing but and and maybe holly that might happen even though it doesn't turn into a romantic relationship yes that's true and that's what i thought i'm like and i that's what i said to him this morning i'm like look there's no downside to us being friends either we develop a great friendship or it turns into something long term or it turns into just a great networking opportunity that we that we've had that we now can connect and you know do events together and stuff but we will just have to see. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that I was sober last mm-hmm. night. You know what I mean by when I say sober. Yeah. And my head was on straight because I have the, <laughs> I have the internal capacity to just ruminate and romanticize and build a character for this person Mm -hmm. so it was so good for it to go down the way it did last night because it kind of deflated the whole thing a little bit for me which is exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. to be able to think more clearly and to be able to withstand three months (laughs) I would never have been able to do three months if I was staying up here like I was on date one yeah I would have never been able to do that and honestly after the first date I gotta tell you I I second guessed all of this Mm -hmm. I was like I already found my one (laughs) with zero knowledge and insight that's how strong the chemicals are we didn't even kiss and I was still walking away like that's it. Honeymoon phase. Let me explain something here. Mother nature has designed you as a body made to procreate. Men in black. I kept saying men in black two or three. It's men in black one. With the morgue scene and the guy and the face opens up, there's a little alien inside. Yeah. The alien inside of you is DNA. Your DNA is driving your body to procreate and continue itself. Your DNA is interested in the continuance of itself, regardless of you, the human being, Mm -hmm. what your mind and heart needs, your DNA drives you to procreate. That's mother nature. And so what mother nature will do even before a kiss happens is enhance your dopamine, serotonin levels, put you in that excited state so that it brings you together for procreation to make more babies but that has nothing to do with logic it is your biological body your logic is up here in your logical mind yeah and basically you trotted along in my head and saw that big balloon that i was creating and you were like arrow pop (laughs) That's what you did. I did. And I love it. You gave me the tools to look at things just a little different. Objectively. To look at it objectively and rationally. And that's not what I want to do. I want to jump on the roller coaster and woo, have fun and be wanting to die and like have this adventure yeah and you were like now holly there's no there's no seat belts on this roller coaster <laughs> like probably not smart to do let's not do that and i'm so glad because then i watched the roller coaster go off and freaking somebody falls off the top and dies and i'm like wow <laughs> okay it was such an eye-opener to me last night of how not sober i have been in the past in my mind because of all the kissing and sex and stuff 
I could have saved myself so much time and energy on other relationships if I had just stayed physically sober for three months. Uh, girl, I was watching your TikToks and I was like, oh, let me help you, please. Because I, I watched you go through QT guy. And I watched you go through some guys that you dated before that who Darren. like dinner yeah. kiss on you. And I watched you go back to your ex and I was like, oh, Holly, let me help you, please. And I think I pushed that thought bubble in your head so hard and so often you finally gave in because you gave into my energy of just wanting to help you so bad. Yeah. So one of my favorite authors, his name is Mark Manson. I don't know if you've read his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Fantastic book. It's a great book, especially for men to segue them into therapy. But he says, nobody's going to hear it the first time. All you can do as a coach and a, a, a helper of people is to just plant seeds. That's all you can do. You got to plant the seed and walk away and it's their job or someone else will come along and water it, bring some sunshine, da, 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 and eventually they'll start to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's what you did for me. You planted some seeds and then I followed you and I started listening to you and it started watering the seed and bringing sunshine to the seed. And I'm like, shit. This actually makes sense. Chantel actually makes sense. I don't like that it makes sense. I don't like that it makes sense. <laughs> Honestly, I want to be able to just give in to my natural wiles and go on adventures and do the fun things. But that is not actually really what I want. It's That's just the short term. It's fun in the moment, but then what did I see you do after each of those fun moments? I saw you suffer. Yes, exactly. And I so appreciate your patience with me. And I'm so grateful. I am open to learning. But as, as I think a, most people are, once they hit a point where what they're doing is not working. And I just had, I guess I had to hit that wall of, yeah, is this actually really working for me? It's not. And honestly, if I wasn't on TikTok, blasting my whole personal life <laughs> and seeing from other people and seeing my life from another perspective, another point of view, then I probably would have thought it's working just fine. <laughs> yeah. But watching it back, I'm like, cringe. Cringe. I have another question that, so the video that I posted about my first date, it went pseudo viral and it has like 50,000 views. Right. And there's, mostly women saying, I'm so happy for you. So excited for you. And then there, there was a few people that said, and I, I would love your feedback on this. They said, be careful because if you tell a man, you can't have me for three months, then they might not stick around because they actually like you. They might just stick around to see if they can win you over and then leave once they get you. What do you think about that? So I'm not waiting three months for a kiss. I'm using the time as a tool within which to do my vetting. Vetting is observation before selection. Vetting is going deep into who they are, not taking what they say at face value. You're not going to kiss him because you've only had interactions with him. You're going to kiss him because he's introduced you to the people who are important to him. And you've gotten to know them and see the quality of what he surrounds himself with, because are we not like the people we surround ourselves with? Yes. So if his circle, his inner circle, his intimate circle is loving, solid, intimate, functional, loyal couples, is that not what he wants for himself? Yeah. So what you're saying is those guys, 
eventually fall off because you see their true character. Because you go deep enough to see it for yourself. You don't take what they say at face value. So if you're going to stay and try and manipulate me, I assure you it will not work. And I got to tell you, it won't. No. When you're not intoxicated mm -hmm. with all those physical chemicals, you see things clear as day. <laughs> I 100% agree with you on that. Now I'm going to have to write back to them about that. Mm -hmm. So another thing that this guy was concerned about that he wrote to me the next morning was he said, I think I can handle the three month rule, but I'm just really worried that then once we do kiss, there's going to be another stipulation like that you're going to have three to six months before you can have no sex. And, da, 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 da. and I wrote back, I'm like, great point. I totally see how you could have concluded that. But for me, I said, the night that I kiss you, I will be bringing you back to my bed for <laughs> Right? So, Nothing wrong with that, by the way. You can, you can, you know, some people might be okay, ready for the kiss at three months, but not be ready for sex until six months or even a year down the road. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with like, as for example, my, my favorite story is a couple who did the three month no kissing role, went back to where they had their first date to go exchange their first kiss, went back to her place, didn't leave for a week. So right, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with either. I love the curiosity on his part. Curiosity is a sign of intelligence, yes. also a sign of respect. I love that he's clarifying intelligence, respect. So these are all good things. These are wonderful conversations to have. And I love that he's not jumping to conclusions and demonizing you and just saying, well, she's such a prude, right? He's not doing that. He's going, okay, so what, wh how does this play out? How does it work out? I'm unfamiliar with this. Can you explain and help me understand so that I know what I'm getting into? And that's the beauty of the no kissing yes. three months data rule is I want to know what I'm getting into before I get into it. And you tell him you're doing the methodology because I want to make an informed decision about how I'm going to proceed. And I want him to make an informed decision about how he's going to proceed. So when he clarifies and asks me questions, it really shows me that he's thinking about proceeding and he wants to know, what am I getting into? I want to know what I'm getting into before I get into it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. Yes. So he has a lot of great qualities as well. So I might be seeing him tonight, depending on say something. Yeah. Like that he made a promise and he backed up his promise, even though he was feeling a little weird and off about the situation because it wasn't what he was used to. The man said he was going to fix your TV. And he stood by his word. Did he fix your TV, by the way? Yes. He stood by his word. Yes. Green flag for that. Yes. Green flag for that. Green flag for not pushing himself on me. Mm -hmm. Green flag for being a great conversationalist. Yeah. Green flag for being an ambitious businessman who has really done a great job in his business. I admire his business a lot green flag because he loves my property yeah <laughs> and love and just thinks I've done a great job as well so green flag because he compliments me and tells me I'm beautiful and have a ghetto booty <laughs> yeah so lots of green flags yeah lots of green flags but I love the clarity that I have now to be able to see any to be able to be self-aware enough to feel a pause yeah so i'm loving that mm -hmm. so i'm so grateful go ahead so with the no kissing for three months dating role what you've already witnessed 
is ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. And ups and downs will happen and then you even out. Mm. And you get a rhythm. That's what we're looking for. It's not making impulsive decisions in the moment. It's looking back on the history and seeing, okay, we went through some ups and downs, but how did we settle? Where did we settle? Yes, that is true. Hmm. And I mean, he still continues to ask me out. So and the I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful that he didn't spend the whole evening trying to convince me that it was stupid. That's he it. actually saw value in it. Yes. As he said, you know, as a business owner, I completely understand and see the value in this. And his favorite class in college was psychology. So I love all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why there will be another date. Yes. And when we take those three months, we give ourselves the opportunity to see the good, the bad, the ugly. At some point in this, if if given enough time and enough exposure, right? If he's giving the opportunity to spend enough time with him regularly, you're going to see him on a bad day. Sure. We need to see that before we commit to somebody. How do you handle bad days? Do you stay emotionally stable? Do you take it well? Or does it crash? And now somebody has to pick up the pieces for you. You know, yeah, you can run a business, but you were an emotional wreck. I got to figure that out before we commit to a relationship. Here's a question for him. I don't know if you asked this yet, but why why did his past relationships fail? The first relationship failed because they, she actually went to work for him and they discovered that they were better business partners and not relationship. And so she went to work for him and then eventually he met someone else and they were together for a couple of years and she didn't like that his ex worked for him and there was some kind of issues between the two ladies. And so his ex left. And then the woman who worked for him uh, ended up getting fired by him for reasonable reasons. reasons. So, so now, um, you know, he's just kind of recovering from it all. When was his last breakup? I think it was three years ago. And he's still recovering? The breakup happened. Then he had to fire his... I don't want to reveal too much information, but... The the ex that he had working for him, I don't know what I can say for legal reasons, but damaged the company and he had to work overtime to repair it. That's what the recovery is. is Yes. The amount of time and focus that's being demanded of him to get things back to where they should be. And he says that now he feels like he has all the proper systems in place for that not to ever happen again. And he's good and happy and ready to, you know. So that's another wonderful aspect of the no kissing for three months dating rule is having an understanding whether or not someone accepts your life before you bring them in. It doesn't mean you're going to entirely head off negative situations I was accepting that my husband had an ex and children that he was raising, co-parenting. Unfortunately, there was, you know, insecurity that happened because she was still competing for his attention. She didn't like that he was seeing me and she tried to maintain his attention on her, literally offering herself up sexually after we started a committed relationship. So, right. So there's some things that you can 
you know, try to make sure are going to be okay. Like he's, he's going to want to make sure that he's bringing someone into his life who isn't going to disrupt it with jealousy and possessiveness and function. And, and that's something that he can see in the benefit of using the no kissing for three months data rule, because he, he can bring you in, introduce you to people and he can observe your behavior. If you're questioning the women that are in his life, why does this woman work for you? Why do you have this one as a friend? And it's it like it's okay to say, you know, what is it? What is it that you're benefiting from this relationship, right? And then uh-huh. use observation in conjunction to what he said. But if you go into constant interrogations about them, he's going to have a red flag pop up in his head, and he'll be right to dismiss you from his life. We won't have to worry about that. I'm not a jealous person. Yeah, at and all. That's something he's going to hear you say but he's going to want to see you back that up. And so that's a benefit to him, right? Because yes. as we are doing, it doesn't matter what you say. What matters is what you do. 100%. And by the way, my husband thought I was oh so confident and secure before we started a relationship. He he abs- he went, what what's going on? When I went into insecurity over what oh was happening, right? And so, you know, it, it's... But here's the thing, because we had a history of him showing loyalty and devotion, he was coming to me in a strip club. This is a buffet and no expectation from me for him to not taste other dishes when I was busy dancing for someone else and he would come, but he always waited just for me. So what actually kept me connected to him and not leaving this relationship, you know, despite her behavior, not his, but hers triggered me into insecurity what had me staying was me grounding myself in reality. Wait a second. Who did I pick? Look at the history. There's the loyalty and devotion. Okay. I settle myself into that instead of taking the insecurity from her behaviors, making me push him away because of what yes. she's doing. So this yes. history becomes something that grounds you in reality when you do start a relationship and can, which often will happen, if you go into an insecurity phase, this happens when you realize how emotionally connected you are and you become fearful. Oh, wow. If we break up, it's going to hurt. Let me stranglehold this person a little bit. Let me crush that butterfly in my hand, trying to keep them. Yes. Yes. I do understand. I talk about that a lot. The difference between love and attachment Love is free to come and go. Attachment controls and holds tight. So I do understand that. And, you know, I I hope to show him tonight. I'm, I think I'm going to his work okay. to get a VIP tour. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will have an opportunity to show him, you know, that that I can get along with all the ladies that work there, of course. But I also have to keep reminding myself, I'm not here to see, to make him like me Mm. as well. I'm here to see if I like him. Yes. Because it's definitely easy to kind of fall back and be, pick me, pick me, pick me, you know? And and probably just because he he does have a lot to offer, I guess. Is that what I want to say? I don't know. But then when I sit down and I think about it, I'm like, I have just as much to offer. Yes. So it's not about being picked. It's about being accepted. Yes. And both of us accepting each other. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's got to be like the perfect, there's got to be, there's so much involved in that. It's not simple. Obviously dating would be easy if it was that simple, if it was super simple, but yeah, it's about finding the right formula mm-hmm. with whoever is the right person, I guess. But yeah. it's been a roller coaster this week. It's and it might continue to be a roller coaster. If he settles into this, 
He settles into the no kissing for three months dating role. He's like, okay, let's see how this goes. He continues to show up and be present, right? Things that you're looking for is responsiveness. Is he available when you want him, when you need him? Is he responsive to you when you text him? Is he is he showing up to be helpful to you? This is what a man does to show you that he could be a good contributor to your life. He wants to be helpful. And so if he continues to do this, right, like that was, you know, he he kind of went into a little bit of a funk. That might have just been some adjustment, right? It might have just been adjustment. That's all it might have been. We don't know yeah. yet because we haven't observed him enough to see him in different situations to see how he reacts to different situations. So we're staying in observation. Again, the term is good so far. Now, if he continues to be present and plugged in and you are hugging and you are slow dancing in your kitchen, my love, it's going to make you want to kiss him. And let me tell you what I was going through because I know this journey. We were messaging, we were DMing and I'm like, Holly, I know, I know. Cause I I can't wait to tell you this part right here. I need to end on this part right here. Okay. If he continues to show up and the two of you continue to spend time together and you're feeling closer and more intimate, closer and more intimate, and you're sharing these hugs, these are very connecting. Don't they feel so connecting, Holly? Don't they feel so warm and fuzzy? Don't they make you feel like you want more when you are hugging him? And there's going to be moments where you go for a hug. And because there's this mental and emotional connection that is forming, you're going to go for a hug and your face is going to go for a kiss. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's what you have to do. You have to catch yourself before the lips touch. So you're going to go in for a kiss and you got to your brain needs. Did you set the date? Did you tell him a calendar date? July 12th. There you go. So when you go in and your head tilts up for the kiss, your brain, you need to hear me. You need to hear my voice. Holly, July 12th. Okay. You need to hear that when you do this and turn your head. Okay. Turn it. Immediately. Don't let the lips touch. Holy July 12th, turn the head. Okay. And then grab him close, grab him close and tuck your head in his neck and laugh it out. Laugh it out? Laugh it out. Oh my God. I almost kissed you just there, but no, it's not the date yet. And laugh it out. Okay. Impulse control is the key. Impulse control. I cannot tell you how many times. So when you read No More Assholes, remember the slow dancing chapter? Yes. I cannot tell you how many times I did that. And we just held each other and laughed. So what did he say when, how did he respond when you said no kissing, no sex, no exclusivity? The one that I slow danced in the kitchen with? He said, no problem. Do you know what I said to him? So I met him on a boat cruise. He had that energy. Holly, remember what you talked about in the hardware store? Like you just felt this energy. His energy was calm, safe, protective. Oh, wow. Emanating. He was, I mean, I'm dancing here facing this way and he's dancing here, right? Right. Waiting for me to notice him. And it was just coming. And that's why I didn't push him away. That's why I didn't walk away from him because he felt different. Yes. And so I, we hung out on that boat cruise. And then when the boat docked, we went our separate ways. And I went on to the pictures later, right? They had their Facebook, whatever. And I tagged myself in a picture. I'm telling you within five minutes, I had a DM from him. Motherfucker was waiting for me, (laughs) waiting for five minutes. I got a DM and uh, he goes, Hey, you know, Hey, it's me. How are you? And the first thing I said to him, First thing I said, because we had talked a little bit and he's 10 years younger than me. I was like 30 something. He's 20 something, right? 10 years younger than me. First thing I said to him, you don't have the patience for me. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm using, you know, kissing for three months dating role. He said, no problem. He drove two hours to come and date me. How long did it last? A couple months. My husband won me back. 
My husband um, would be back before I kissed him. I would have. He's an amazing man. He yeah. he was everything, right? Ticked off all the boxes. He he would wake up in the morning, text me good morning. I never had somebody do that before. He would text me a few times from work. He would text you when he got home. He'd say, I just got back from the gym. I always knew where he was. I never asked him to check in. He was doing it. He was offering himself. He was so present, so available. He would bring, I had a shitty radio. He brought a better radio to play music at my house. You know, mm -hmm. he, he just uh, kind, respectful, 100%. He really, truly was amazing. Would have had zero reason to not kiss him. My husband won me back. Am I in the right place today? Because I used to know kissing for three months dating rule. I'm living the life I have fantasized about. I manifested this entire mm -hmm. life. It is absolutely everything I want and need. I am extremely happy. As great as that was, I have everything I want. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Because if you had kissed the other guy and had sex, it probably would have been much more confusing and harder to make that decision. It would have been game over for my husband. He would, mm. when he tried to win me back, I would have said, nope, absolutely not. I'm here now. Right. You already were exclusive. Mm-hmm. But you hadn't been, you didn't, I was doing, you waited. I, was, I was single, no kissing, no sex, no sleepovers, no exclusivity. Even though I was slow dancing with this person in the kitchen, I was single. Yeah, you were. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about that. I know our time is up. So should I be getting on dating apps to make sure I am seeing other people? If you want, and and I want you to think about that, it's it's not a should or should not. It's do you want to expand? Do you want to expand out? Or are you happy where you are right now? So I want you to sit on that. And okay. the question is, what do I want? That's Write this down right now, Holly. What do I want? Because we're going to plant the seed for you to journal, for you to come to your conclusions before we have our next session. And if the answer is I want to get on dating apps, I want to make your dating profile for you. I'm going to yes. fix your pictures and I'm going to write your bio. Yes, I would love help with that if okay. I decide to do that. Right now, dating apps seem so overwhelming. I mean, um, see, if you go on dating apps, the way that I have you do it is not overwhelming because I only have you responding to the people who make it obvious they read your profile and we make your profile information, your write-up, super interesting. To weed out a bunch of shit? To weed out the ones who are just looking for pictures because the ones just looking at pictures aren't interested in a person, they're looking for a body. Right. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So... Yes, I would like to be, if I do that, I want to make my date. Listen, if you're an attractive woman on a dating app, your DMs are going to be just inundated. Inundated. So you just delete the ones that are like, hey, babe, hey, beautiful. How's your day? If it's, if it's generic, it's a copy paste we delete. Yes, you're exactly right. Don't even look that at is how We don't even go look at their profiles. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll think about that. The thing that I always want is peace. Yes. So we'll see if I can find peace with dating apps. Yeah. How are we'll you see. feeling? How are you feeling, Holly? In control. Yeah. yeah. Monday I felt, or no, Wednesday after that date, I, and Thursday, I felt like out of control, like so much. Yeah. Oh God, this feels so good. This is so great. Da, 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 da. Being driven um, by the DNA. Yes, I was. It felt great, but but now that I'm sobered up a little more about it, I I I hundred percent see how this is so beneficial. And 
like I, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Yeah. This is high five. Definitely. Especially with the men who come after me and try to argue with me that, that I should not be thinking this way. All I want to say to them is who does that benefit? Mm-hmm. That benefits you. That does not benefit me. It's so, it's such bullshit. So I've been telling some of my friends, I'm like, look, even if you don't think you can stick to the three month rule, just bring it up on the first date and watch how they respond. Exactly. And that will tell you everything you need to know about them. Whether you can stick to it or not, just bring it up. Because they, they it will, they will unravel, and the trash takes itself out, <laughs> like right away. So I love that too, and I just think I can't thank you enough. Um, I love. I'm here for you. I'm grateful for you letting me witness your evolution. Well, you feel like a big sister a very wise sister. So for me, and I know a lot of women and I'm, I'm just so excited and I'm excited for book club next, next weekend, the 23rd. Ah, I'm having so much fun. I love this. Holly. Me too. I adore you. I do. I love you. You give me, I care about my people. I don't know if you can tell, but I very genuinely care about my people. And I'm very happy that we are doing this. You Mm, you're doing so well. I'm so grateful too that a lot I can come across as naive with a lot of this stuff because I have I'm 45, but I haven't had years of experience of dating because of my purity culture and my like arranged marriage and stuff. So I do understand that I'm grateful that your patience, you're patient with my naive naivety, naive naivety <laughs> Na- we'll, na- we'll go with you know <laughs> if i can understand it it's a word yes thank you so much all right i love you i love you too my love i'll see you soon okay bye bye holly